Welcome to Adventures in God with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in God. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining in today on this podcast of Adventures in God. I'm your host, Jared Lasky, and I'm excited to be introducing you to Rafe Jenkins. He just finished up time at Lifestyle Christian University in Dallas, Texas, under the ministry of Todd White and Tom Ruotolo, and he has a very unique and special prophetic gifting. Prophecy is to encourage, comfort, edify the saints, and it's also to reach the lost for the glory of Jesus, to bring the lost to him. And Rafe does some online prophesying over people, sometimes even live stream words and pull people's names from the feed that he's seen and start prophesying under the unction of the Holy Spirit. So listen in today on his adventure in God. All right, guys, I've got Rafe Jenkins on and I'm so excited to be introducing you to him and he's prophetically gifted and he does some very unique things and he just finished Lifestyle Christianity and he's about to plant a church and I mean, there's so much going. Might as well just let Rafe introduce himself. Yeah, what's going on, Jared? Um, you know, my name's Rafe Jenkins. I'm, I'm in love with Jesus. I think a lot of people see me as a prophetic person. They see me as a, a, a evangelist, but I wish I was known for so much more, like someone that was God's best friend. Mm. But in the meantime, I'll, I'll take the I'll take the other titles, you know, Stuart those well. And my story is I was born in Houston. I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas. My grandpa was bipolar. My mom was bipolar. And they all the doctors and everyone would say, you know, I was going to be bipolar and at a young age before middle school, I had to go to some sort of mental institution because I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing like devils. I'm seeing dead people. I'm seeing the walls bleed, flies flying around. And I'm not talking about like in my, in my head, you don't go, you don't get hospitalized because your imagination, you know, you're imagining something you get hospitalized because you're going crazy, you know, and to make matters worse, like I got sexually abused when I was a kid. I, um, I had an attempt of rape charge against me I didn't do. And by this time in life, I was just ready to kill myself. I didn't believe in God, but I did get saved. And after I got, you know, dismissed from these, these institutions, I got saved. And I started realizing that a lot of this spiritual sensitivity is a gift called prophecy. And um, I was just in a dark place in life. That's why I saw a lot of dark things. And I had an encounter with the Lord Jesus in the 10th grade, and uh, my dead great-grandmother was with him. This is real extreme. Oh, wow. Um, but um, the Lord told me I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for her. And long story short, I found out that she was a part of the 1950 healing movement, and she was a part of a church plant with Amy Simple McPherson. And I've had a, I've had a history in my family with the Lord, but not— everyone has followed the Lord, you know? So that's where the dark, the darkness came in. And, um, you know, I'm a, as mentioned, I'm a student at Lifestyle. I probably still got like one or two more semesters in me before I start this church and, in Florida. And God's really helped me along the way to, you know, help me steward this prophetic gift. I've been able to cross paths with a guy named Bob Jones, who has, you know, was a role model for me, a prophet named, Bobby Connor that has allowed me to tag along to a few of his meetings and a few of the things that he's done. Those guys are incredible guys from Morningstar and 
most importantly, I just love Jesus. Like I'm in love with Jesus, you know, and that's probably why I, I kind of lean towards the prophetic as a preference because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That so is right. Yeah, amen. There's one, if there's one gift that I want to kind of, you know, use to my advantage, it's the one that gets me closer to the Lord, you know, so that's why I choose prophecy. So. Yeah, and you'd mentioned this encounter in the 10th grade where you saw your grandma with the Lord. Uh-huh. So you peeked into the the great cloud of witnesses. And, you know, this is actually something kind of recent for me where I, I was at a my friend's church plant in Swansboro, North Carolina, and she'd had several students there. They were adults, they were homeless, but I automatically knew, I supernaturally knew about some tattoos. And then I honestly saw into the cloud of witnesses and I asked, do you have a tattoo in honor of one of your departed loved ones? And she said, yes. And I was like, well, she was in the ministry, wasn't she? And she said, absolutely. And I was like, well, she's praying for you now, you know, into the cloud of witnesses. Now I don't, you know, this is fairly recent for me and I've seen some people model that, but how was it that, that you'd encounter that? I mean, you're talking directly to the Lord, but could you describe that supernatural experience? Yeah. If I could, if I could be brutally honest with you, man, I'm like, I don't consider myself a prophet. The Bible says we, we could all prophesy one by one so that we may all be encouraged. You know, prophets have extreme authority. I'm just an ordinary Christian that loves Jesus and God shares the secrets with me because I, I consider myself his friend, you know, Amen. 99% of the time I'm getting revelation from internal thoughts in my head like pictures in my imagination this specific incident i was in the living room of where i grew up and i don't know what to really call it it was some sort of spiritual experience it was probably it was probably on the border of imagination slash trance something like that it was just i was just wanting to spend time with god i remember it like i was the lord told me get up go to the living room and i get up and go to the living room there there he was with my grandma wow um and here's the thing like where a lot of charismatic people get off, they just seek the experience. I'm seeking the Lord. Amen. Okay? Let me just be real with you. Like, there's a lot of people that I know that have had these encounters, and then they go into witchcraft, they go into New Age, you know? What's sustainable isn't the experience, it's the intimacy with God. I That's going to that. last forever. I know people that have, you know, rolled with, like, Bill Johnson and Rick Joyner, and, like, they're, like, long gone mentally with the Lord. It's because they've they've you know, sought out the gift and they found, they found these experiences, but they never learned how to steward the encounter by falling in love with Jesus. And I'm not bashing any of those ministries. It wasn't their fault. You know, I'm just telling you like, because I know a lot of stuff behind the scenes, I see a lot of people going off the deep end because they seek the encounter more than the one that they get to encounter the Lord. So long story short, I was, I'm just in love with the Lord in this encounter. I was, I was just pursuing Jesus and I don't know what type of experience it was if it was a trance or a very deep imagination but when i go through something like this i try to find it in scripture too you know i let let the whole thing play out amen but then i try to take a step back like where is this in scripture because you know he wrote the he wrote the bible for our direction so the only thing i could really point to in the new testament is when jesus was meeting with elijah and moses who were part of the great cloud of witnesses or they were dead and some sort of you know, way he's meeting with their spirit, man. That's the only way I could actually rationalize. This was actually an experience from the Lord. So, you know, I hope I answered your question, but I think it's important just for everyone to find not just like the experience, but find the the scripture because Jesus told, I think it was the Sadducees, you're mistaken because you don't know the, the power or the scriptures. So there's an error that comes with it if you're if you're not in tune with both of those. Right. So well I've heard it said that the old testament 
old, the Old Testament is Jesus concealed. The New Testament is Jesus revealed. And every book of the Bible points to Jesus. Old Covenant, New Covenant. Yes. I personally, I have a very unique understanding of the inerrant infallibility of the Scripture. People tend to quote Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, that the, the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any du- double-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit, bones and marrow. And they tend to say, this is Scripture. This is talking about the Word of God. Well, yes, it is. But if you take a look at the next verse, it says, He will... So who's he? So when we read the scripture, I believe we're encountering Christ through it. And so, you know, that that's practically like I'm reading him. You're the second or third person I've interviewed who says the very same thing. You're prophetically gifted, but you just want to point to Jesus. And we don't need the titles, but... As we go along the the adventure, the process that we're on, people will affirm and confirm it, but we just want to keep pointing to Jesus the whole time. What is Jesus or who is Jesus to you? Oh, dear. Is that a... This is is a... a, uh, That's a great question. It's a hard question to answer because he's a lot of things. I uh, I would... In this moment, like, he is my companion. He is my best friend. I'm getting choked up talking about it. And I just, he's my lover, bro. You know, for for a guy to say that, like, I'm the bride of Christ, it's kind of weird. But I've got to a, I've got to a place where I could honestly say that I'm enjoying God's company. I'm enjoying how, how the things he shows me. I'm enjoying the moments that I spend with him. You know, he is, he is my, my, my everything. He's my everything. Yes, he's my savior. You know, logically, if I have to articulate something, like he's the one who saved me. He is the son of God. He's the Messiah. But he's my friend, you know, and I think that's, I think, I think that's what God wants for prophetic people is for him to, is for him to share secrets with people that want to know his secrets, not because, hey, this is a good way for me to market and, you know, create a good good platform and, you know, create a ministry for myself, but. God wants to share secrets with people and people who are spiritually sensitive like myself or other people who are a little bit more sensitive than me. Like, but what better way to, to connect with the father than, you know, meeting him where, where he is. The Bible says the Lord is spirit, you know, and so many times a lot of people who are just not spiritually sensitive, they don't really understand the blue angels and the, the numbers and how this relates to Jerusalem. Like there's a lot of crazy stuff that are floating around in the spirit world, you know, but that came with Jesus. Jesus spoke in symbols, you know what I'm saying? And all of the symbols had some sort of meaning. So it, it, it's something that I feel like God uses signs and wonders to make us curious, to drive us into a conversation with him. Okay. And I'm on a tangent now. Like this was a, a question that's going into something else, you know, but let me just say this. The spirit world is a conversation starter with the Lord. Yes. He's my friend because that's what he wants. That's how he intends. You ever had a dream? You're like, what was that about? It's because God's creating a, a, a sign to make you wonder. Yes. And when you're curious, you ask God questions and now you guys have a conversation going on. That's the end result. God is my friend, but I think he wants everyone to be his friend. I'm not like this special prophet, dude. I'm a I'm a guy that just makes myself available for the Lord to come talk to me, you know. And I just I take advantage of of the prophetic because you know when I when I get a prophetic word or I have some sort of dream or some sort of you know intuition or whatever it could be a big or small thing I dive straight into a conversation with the Lord. Lord, what do you what do you say about that? So now I'm taking advantage of 
of the prophetic gift because I'm trying to drive into God's my friend. God's my, yeah. he's my mentor. He's my, my, my help. He's my comforter. He's all those things to me. But at the end of the day, I just love the Lord and I love his friendship. I love that because it's, it is about relationship and friendship and being intimate with him. And at the same time, having his passion to go reach others and the prophetic can also be used to help evangelize people. How has God used you to prophesy words of knowledge or to lead people in Jesus using that gift and then pointing them to the lover of your souls? Yeah. So as a, as a student at Lifestyle, it's kind of required, uh, to, to take, the gospel serious you know now thankfully i'm natural at the prophetic so like coming up to someone and and sharing their deep heart is is kind of a little bit you know a different level of evangelism it makes god really real you know five minutes before you called me i was talking to this kid and i said hey you play music don't you and he goes yeah he goes how'd you how'd you know that like did you hear me talking to someone i was like no man i was like i could just tell you know and it just created a conversation for me to tell him about jesus and his purpose you know like the gospel is every day you know, for me. And at the end of the day, I love prophecy, but prophecy, like sharing a prophetic word for a complete stranger off the street is a conversation starter with me to tell them about the Lord. Even if I'm wrong, bro, you know what I'm saying? Even if I'm wrong, like I've been wrong sometimes. And then it turned into a conversation with Jesus. And then they're receiving Jesus in their heart, you know, That's like amazing. Say. but last week was crazy. I went to uh, half price books and I'm like, why am I here? The Lord told me to go to Half Price Books. I'm like, I have no idea why I'm here. You know, because I go to Half Price Books all the time and nothing ever happens. Like, I try to make it happen, you know, like, but it never does. But I see this guy and I'm talking to him and the Lord told me that he's sick. And I was like, hey, man, uh, do you need healing for anything like a knee or, or something like that? He goes, yeah, I have a knee problem. But if you want to pray for anything, pray for my stomach. I think I have cancer. And I was like, well, dude, like God sent me here. He loves you. He wants to heal you. He goes, this is so weird that you're telling me this. He goes, uh, I got a call from someone that I used to know that's a pastor now that wanted to pray for my cancer. And then I get pulled over for speeding after the phone call. Uh-oh. And the <laughs> cop, as he's giving me a ticket, starts to prophesy over me about my healing. And then here you are at the bookstore. Wow. You know, telling me about the healing, you know. So I I just love people. I'm in love with the Lord, but I let the, I let the Lord just love me and I kind of overflow it. And I just get caught in a whole bunch of incredible experiences just because... I don't, I just love people and I love the Lord. And that just kind of, you know, sets room for the Lord to kind of roam in my midst, if you will. I don't know how you um, kind of do it you, just naturally. I mean, for me, I'll go out in public and sometimes I'll just look at people and I'll just be like, okay, Jesus, will you show me how much you love them? Is Come there on. something Is there something that you want to say? Now, years ago, I would honestly say that I saw people more as a project, as an evangelistic, not as a person, not as a person, yeah. you know, and, and I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to even confess that, but that was when I was younger, you know, now yeah. through life, through ministry experiences, through spending time with Jesus, through pain and turmoil and you know things like that and even healing now it's like you know jesus i just want to be you to everybody around me and you know sometimes i'll i'll take a step of faith the few weeks ago we were in dallas uh we'd actually briefly stopped by lcu we went to olive garden and the the waitress was having a bad day but she came to us and she's like you know you guys are brightening my day and my wife is looking at me she's about ready to pay the bill and I was like and she's like you you're working on something for her aren't you and I was like yes and I took a step of faith cuz I knew I knew that she had a sports injury on her left ankle 
And, you know, this is something that the Lord was re- revealing to me, but I wasn't confident about how she got it. I, I just saw her tumble and I was thinking it was like volleyball or something. But I just naturally asked her, hey, did you ever get a sports injury, uh, you know, on, on your left ankle? And she's like, yes. And I was like, well, was it volleyball or something else? And she said it was soccer. But she looks at me, she's like, she knew connecting spirit to spirit that God was telling me something to her. And then, Whoa. then she'd ask her, "Are you getting this information on the other side?" I was like, "No, I'm, you know, I, I, I love Jesus, and Jesus yeah. loves you." And then I, I gave more of a word as God just gave me more, and she's about to cry, and she's like, "You know." You're the second person this week because I went to the cemetery the other day, you know, so obviously she'd lost a loved one and, you know, she's seeking answers. And she said, a lady came to me in the cemetery and said that God sent them and that Jesus loves me and telling me everything exactly as you said it. And I was and I was like, I was like, well, what does that tell you? She's like, Jesus loves me, you know, and it was amazing. For for you, is there like a process or just you just kind of get the info and then deliver it? I mean, how does God use you through that? Yeah, so, oh man, this, well, a long time ago, I wanted like a checklist of how God speaks, how he doesn't speak, you know, aka also known as like religion, you know, like a list of rules. Well, God's not religious, you know, and the Bible says that, you know, God sits in heaven, he does whatever he pleases. So the truth is, God can speak however he wants to speak, yeah. whenever he wants to speak, to whoever he wants to speak to. That's the honest God truth. Okay, now, um, you know, in, the, in Scripture, it talks about dreams, it talks about visions, it talks about trances, it talks about a lot of different ways. You know, obviously the Bible. But God speaks to us to however he wants, you know, life lessons. Um, I think one thing God has really allowed me to have was is the grace to recognize him now a lot of people when i when i train people how to hear god the most common excuse is i don't hear god that's not true you want to be saved if you didn't hear god you would be listening to this podcast if you didn't hear god somehow some way god led you to hear this right and there's a guy named samuel who's the most prophetic dude in the bible the bible says not one word that he spoke fell to the ground like he was very extremely accurate but there was a time in his life that he heard god but he didn't recognize god you know the story sent first samuel 3 you know like he hears someone's voice he thinks it's eli he thinks it's this priest and then after a while he eventually gets trained to recognize it's god's voice and how to respond to it right so really the real question isn't i don't hear god the real question is am i recognizing when he's speaking to me Love so I think what I'm really good at is God's given me this grace to recognize when God's speaking. It could be through numbers. It could be through a feeling. It could be through an impression or a a symbol in my head. And I just kind of take whatever information I'm getting and I partner with love because here's the truth. Love it. Okay. Just because someone is quote unquote discerning something doesn't mean they're hearing God's voice. Discernment without love is not God's voice. Right. Okay. God's voice is when discernment meets love. So I hear a lot of people like, oh, that person has a demon. That person is in witchcraft. That person ain't going nowhere, no plan, no purpose in life. You know, that doesn't sound like the voice of the father. Like if my son was misbehaving, I still see a purpose and a plan in him. Yes. My earthly son. And there may be a character flaw I have to address in that moment, but I don't. Dude, I honestly can't even remember any reason why I disciplined my son. But what I do know is every time I see my son, I see potential and, and purpose and, and promise. I think a large majority of 
charismatic prophetic Christians need to learn this. Because once I started learning about plans and purpose, restoration, redemption, reconciliation, my prophetic started exploding. God can speak however he wants to speak, but I don't. I start there and I end with God's love, God's plan for someone, God's restoration, redemption for someone. And that's why a lot of people talk about me is because whenever I partner God's love with discernment, crazy things happen. That's awesome. Now, I've, I've actually jumped in on some of your live streaming moments. Yeah. I was just kind of curious how the Holy Spirit speaks to you to speak to others live streaming. <laughs> I would say, okay, so I've been a seer my whole life. And what a seer is, you see things. Like before I, I had a, a restored heart, like I saw devils, I saw gargoyles, I saw whatever. So I know that I know that I'm naturally good at seeing. That's why the devil attacked me first, is before I got saved, before my heart became alive. You know, I'm naturally good at seeing. So I would say a large majority of it is symbols. Like, I'm generally, I'm seeing something in my head. It could be a number, it could be a color, it could be an animal, it could be a memory that I used to have. Jesus spoke in parables. You can't say that God can't speak like this because that's how Jesus spoke. There was there was meanings behind certain symbols that he gave us. Okay, For example, the color blue means revelation. The color red means redemption. The color white means purity. So what I do is while I'm, when someone stands out to me on my, my live stream, the Lord will show me some sort of symbol. And then I'll just start trying to share what I'm seeing through the symbol out of God's love. And the, the testimonies are just incredible. You know, they're just incredible. I mean, I'm really good into like following up. I want to hear feedback, even if I'm wrong. And thankfully, you know, a lot of, you know, good stories have come out of how God used me to help people. And so, yeah, it's mostly symbols. That's where I get a lot of my revelation. Yeah. And you'd mentioned uh, getting feedback. I've learned, I mean, I'll, I'll ask for feedback, but a lot of people, it just kind of seems that right now, uh, different prophetic ministers are talking about feedback and processing and being able to say, I, I learned a lot. I'm in this process. If I missed it, I'm sorry. You know, some humility instead of just a, thus saith the Lord. And this is what, you know, and right. whatever the prophet says, well, it didn't get fulfilled. Well, that's on you. Well, you know, I think things have changed. I think they're more relational now, uh, which I think right. is for the great thing. But for you, how how is it that you you keep track of things and you know for certain words is there a certain amount of time you wait like six months or a year to follow up on them or how that's do you do a, that that's a great question man um i don't have really a system in place you know i've been doing the live streams the live streams for over a year so what i what i do is i wait a year on the live streams but when it comes dude i prophesy to people all the time just to be completely honest with you like every day it's like some sort of 5, 10, 20, 30, you know. Love it. If someone's approaching me with feedback, you know, that's that's great. Other times God will remind me, hey, go follow up with this person. When it comes to like my live broadcast, I'll wait a year. But other than that, I really don't have a system in place because it's almost impossible for me to run down every single person. Oh, right. You know? But if it hits home with me, with them, they'll find me nine times out of ten. I remember I shared this, I shared a prophetic word in 2009 eight or 2009 to a lady that's a Baptist and dude like six months later this Baptist lady ran me down and she was like hey you remember that prophetic word you gave me you know and I'm like no <laughs> and she but she like wanted to get more details you know like when it touches when it's really the Lord you feel the love 
Yeah. You feel the love. That's why I love Sean Bowles, dude. I'll let I'll listen to that dude. He'll give words, detailed addresses, phone numbers. I don't. I'm not as fascinated with that. But w- when I start to feel God's love, dude, I'll just start weeping, crying. I will watch that dude's, you know, YouTube for hours, and I'll just like sit there and cry because it's how ha- it's the love of God entering my my room. And whenever whenever prophecies does that to you they'll find you and they'll give you feedback oh i appreciate that several on not several but a number of years ago i was a youth pastor i was selling fireworks you know i i've been i've been working on what i learned was called power evangelism for the last 20 some odd years you know at the when i first started doing it i just thought i was doing what jesus did you know i had no grid or vocabulary for it and then time you find out it's prophetic evangelism power evangelism but this couple came into the tent that were selling fireworks and she was pregnant and uh the lord told me automatically what the baby's sex was and at the same time some of the things he had in store for that child and i just opened up a conversation and then just start speaking life to to this couple and over the womb and you know they they left a little shaken a little wide-eyed you know that that one response of we don't know what just happened and you know i kid you not years later she came into the church and she started attending and you know the church grew from 250 to like 1200 so we'd had you know three services at that point point but she found me in the lobby and was like you may not remember me but this was several years ago and you prophesied this over my womb and yeah i i gave birth to a daughter you know wow. and and she's doing everything exactly how what god said through you and i was like i was just so humbled and blown away by that you know like because it's a step of faith to prophesy over someone who does they don't know the sex of the baby yet <laughs> you right. know but wow. you know to to take a step of faith and just be used in that and, and speak life and destinies is humbling. Uh, that's what I appreciate about you, bro. So is there any way for our listeners to, you know, contact you or your ministry to stay up to date on what God is doing through you? Yeah, you could go to, you can always go to just Rafe Jenkins on Facebook, R-A-E-F-E Jenkins on Facebook, um, RafeJenkins.org. Honest, if I can be brutally honest, if you're going to follow anyone, like follow the Lord, you know, like um, if you're going to follow any ministry, I mean, go ahead, like, you know, follow my page. But what's most important is you making time for the Lord. You know, I think the word of the Lord right now is the Lord's inviting people to have communion and fellowship with them. But we're so distracted with Facebook ministry, family work. And then a lot of these distractions are good. Like I want to, I want to have a good family. I want to have a successful business, but not in the expense of jeopardizing my relationship with Jesus, you know? So if you, I mean, I hate to be, I hate to like throw myself under the bus, but dude, I have a true Baptist ministry. Follow Jesus instead of me, just to be completely honest. If you wanted to actually run me down, rafejenkins.org or I'm on Facebook, that ministry page that we do, you know, live prophetic words is every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. And that's an actual group page on Facebook. Facebook, Ray Jenkins Ministries, but uh, most importantly, just follow Jesus. And you, I'm going to harp at you if you if you go on Facebook and you 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 join our page, you're going to be hearing me tell you a lot of uh, like almost every single day. Like, go spend time with Jesus. Love That's it. what's most important. That is, him. Amen, Amen. Right before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave his disciples the great commission, promising them the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
With the Holy Spirit as your teacher, Jared Lasky developed a new Bible study journaling system that is sure to equip you in your adventure with God. The Spirit-Empowered Journal offers life-changing steps that will enhance your biblical studies. This journal will not only help you know how God spoke in the Scripture, but also what He is speaking to you now. This is an incredible approach to Bible study, empowering your spiritual journey. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit and understanding of the Scriptures will increase as you use the Spirit-Empowered Journal. Buy your paperback copy on Amazon.com or FirebornMinistries.com. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in God. We hope that Adventures in God encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. Subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in God.